What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Find Your Daily Calm. I'm Sel Gaston. Welcome. Hello, dear friends. Welcome back to another soul-soothing episode of Find Your Daily Calm. Today, we have a truly groundbreaking guest with us, Daniel Packard. I had such an enjoyable chat with him, and you will hear why shortly. Now get this. Daniel is a UC Berkeley-trained mechanical engineer who's ventured into the realm of mental health and came out with something extraordinary. Imagine a program for anxiety that you only pay for once you've seen clear, measurable results. Yep, it's as amazing as it sounds. Daniel is the pioneer behind this innovation, and he's here to share his journey and invaluable insights with us. So, Sit back, relax, and take a deep dive into the world of permanent anxiety solutions. Dear listeners, we have a very special guest today. His name is Daniel Packard. It's very seldom that we have here on Find Your Daily Calm an interview format. As you know, we've been doing the guided meditations format. We've realized that at this point, we've gone through 400 plus episodes. We need to learn new things, things that will bring us results and not just remedies that would probably la- not last for long. So today, I want you all to give us all your attention, all ears and eyes peeled, dear friends. Dear friends, please welcome Daniel Packard. Daniel, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for that warm invitation, Cell. Thank you for having me. And I just want to say to all your listeners, I appreciate you very much. And I appreciate that you understand the value of calm. You know, there's so many ways to improve your life. And some people are out there trying to empower you and make you confident and be great. And 
you know, I want to let you know, as someone who tried a lot of things, I now live in a state of permanent calm. And the reason that's so wise to go after is from that place of calm, which is the most challenging thing to do. Once you have the calm, the joy, the presence, the confidence is a natural symptom of that. And so if you're going to be efficient in where you put your improvement energy, go for the calm, keep that, and then the other stuff will come second. And your listeners already know that. So yes, keep seeking calm. And the way I'm going to reward your wisdom uh, for being on a podcast called Finding Your Daily Calm is I'm going to show you a very innovative and effective perspective and engineering that will allow you from going from finding your daily calm, which is great, don't get me wrong, to keeping your daily calm. What do you think of that, Sal? That sounds fantastic. Dear friends, you heard it. You don't just stop in finding calm. There's a lot of ways to learn. So I want to jump right in, Daniel. And I'm going to start this because I, I believe what you just said. Once uh, One writer just mentioned before, several writers said a variance of this. They said that, Calm is the cradle of power. And I definitely believe that. But let's first start on the heart of what we're going to talk about today. Daniel, anxiety. Tell us about it and tell us about your experiences with anxiety. So before I tell it to you, I want to preface it what this information is and why it's valuable to your listeners because their time is limited. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of information on anxiety. Like why, why give your time and your energy and your knowledge and your attention and your trust? Why listen to this? It's because what I'm going to share with you is about solving your anxiety permanently versus what most of us and what I did for many years and probably what you're doing, which is generally managing your anxiety, which yeah. is it's there. You have tools and awareness and meditations that it comes up, and then you have tools and awareness to bring it down to make life better. And maybe it goes away, but then it comes back. Or depending on your anxiety, maybe it's really bad. It's nine out of 10, but you have tools to bring it down to five out of 10. That is managing it. And there's value in that. And if you can't solve it, meaning it's gone, that's great. But I did that for years, and I wanted something for myself and the world that is better. And that's what this is about. Is to solve anxiety so that it is gone. And when it's gone, you just get to be free of it. When you don't have a solution, you're always managing it. You're always dealing with it, but it creates self-doubt. You're not always present. You can't be the person you want to be. And so really the issue isn't anxiety. It's that people don't have solutions for anxiety. And so what we're going to do right now is I'm going to explain to you the theory of how my team and I figured out how to solve anxiety permanently, meaning it's gone and it doesn't come back. And if you hear this and you think, come on, Daniel, that sounds too good to be true. Mm -hmm. The theory that I'm going to explain to you, this isn't just any theory. This is theory that's been tested over eight years with thousands of people all over the world. It's been tested and it's linked to a process that we've developed. And the reason it's important to know is because there's a lot of theory out there and a lot of knowledge and you can get information and that understanding and awareness. And what I'm going to tell you is, and this is a sad reality, knowledge isn't freedom. Awareness isn't freedom. I used to have these awarenesses and think, oh my God, my life has changed. No, it wasn't because I still had the thing. 
And so I'm going to teach you the theory, but theory, I don't want to say it's useless, but if you want to be free of something, theory is borderline, not going to get you what you want. We took the theory and then over eight years, we built a process, a six-week process that actually goes from the theory to the actual permanent change. So when you listen to this and you think, oh, this sounds great, but it's just going to be another thing and it's not going to bring real change. Don't, this is just the theory, but we have a six-week program that takes the theory and allows you to be fully free. And the program has a 90% success rate, and we're very proud of that. It's nine out of 10 people that go through the program, their anxiety is solved in six mm. weeks. And we measure that. We're very proud of that number. And also, if you hear that and you think that's too good to be true, I'm just telling you this so that you know to value what you're about to hear and the results that we're getting. Our program, when people go through our program, they only pay at the end of the program once their anxiety is fully solved. And I'm telling you that because when people hear that, they go, what, really? You back up your results? And I'm like, yeah, I'm an engineer. We care about results. So when you listen to this, you're going to think, oh, it makes sense. But how do I know it will work? Well, you know it'll work because we're running a company. If this didn't work and we only let people pay at the end, our company would be out of business. But we're not out of business. Mm. We're in business because we back up our results and we actually get results. So as you listen to this, just know we're about results and we're backing up our results. And that, and that should perk up your ears to know, wait a minute, my therapist doesn't back up their results. Yeah, well, it's probably because <laughs> they're not getting any. So... That's my sort of thing to explain to you of what you're about to learn is so valuable is because it leads to permanent change and it's permanent change that we back up with results. What do you think about that, Sal? That sounds fantastic. You know, the operative words I heard are permanent results and six weeks. That sounds fantastic, especially to an individual who is experiencing these symptoms that we're going to talk about today. Now, let me get into, probably get you, tell us about your origin story. Now, Daniel, your dad once told you, if something isn't working, invent something better. And I love how he said that. You've clearly done just that with a nervous system reset. Can you walk us through the, that fine eureka moment when you realize that anxiety is not a problem of the mind, but of the body? Sounds provocative to me. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So nervous system reset is the six week program. It's resetting your nervous system. And, you know, it's got the word nervous system and the nervous system is in the body. And the way, reason we discovered that is I was, um, well, first I want to explain to people, you know, that it is in the body. I think it's important for people to hear that because yeah. I want people to understand what that means. Yeah. So when cell says it's in the body, um, what we discovered when we started our company, you know, I was in a lot of pain. Um, I had been in a relationship and I stayed in way too long. It was unhealthy. And when I came out of it, I had crippling anxiety and PTSD. I couldn't leave the house. The tiniest thing, the tiniest thing would wow. send my whole body into a spiral of terror. And I tried everything, you know, gurus and teachers and therapies and books, spent 10 years, a hundred grand. And at best, it was just managing it. Now, I'm grateful for what I learned, but the engineer in me said, well, wait a minute, this, this isn't getting results. And the reason that stuck with me is because, yeah, when I was younger, uh, my dad's a physicist, but also an inventor, and I would see him invent things. And I thought this was just the most incredible superpower. And when he would invent things, he would say, Daniel, if you see something in the world that's not working, invent something better. It's a real gift to the world. Right. And he also said, 
you know, the beauty of science and inventing is like, it's about results. You can't fake it. It's not opinion. Like, are you getting results or not? And he said, you know, basically what improves people's lives is not theory or ideas, it's results. That's what people need. And especially people who have anxiety, you know, they're in pain and they've been in pain for a really long time and stuff isn't getting results. And so there's a lot of stuff out there that sounds cool and might appeal to you and might be interesting, but it's not getting you permanent results. And when you're in pain, results matter. If you're drowning and you can't breathe and someone says, do you want me to tell you about the theory of drowning? Do you want me to tell you what it would be like if you weren't drowning? Do you want me to tell you why the reason you're drowning is because you never learned to swim as a kid? Or do you just want to be pulled out of the water into the lifeboat and onto the beach having a Mai Tai? That's what you want. Just get me effing results. And so when I was in pain, and nothing was working. I remember what my dad said, invent something better. And I was in so much pain and thinking of ending it that I said, okay, I'm going to invent something better. And so I started my own research company based on my engineering training. I'm a UC Berkeley mechanical engineer, and we were taught to solve complex problems and engineer solutions. And I said, I'm going to try to solve this and create a process and a system that would get permanent results. And the reason I thought it was possible was two reasons. First of all, we weren't therapists or psychologists or spiritual gurus and who aren't getting results. They're just regurgitating a lot of valuable, but the same information over and over and over again. And sometimes the experts can't always see straight because they they keep just doing their expert thing. But Mm. we weren't experts. We were outsiders. And we wanted to see things in a new way. But also my mom taught me this story of this nurse called Florence Nightingale, who was a British nurse in the 1860s during the Crimean War. And she saw that more soldiers were dying in recovery than in battle. And she went to the experts, the doctors and the generals, and she said, can we, like, this is a problem. Can we solve this? And they said, no, you can't solve it. You can just manage it. This is just part of war. But she wasn't an expert. She was just a nurse who cared and paid attention. And what she discovered was something incredibly simple that nobody was seeing. And once she applied it, she dropped the death rate in the recovery by 99%. And so I knew this story and I thought, what if there's something very simple that the experts missed that's simple that could actually lower anxiety by 99%. So based on those two things that we were outsiders and if Florence Nightingale can do it, we can do it. And I told my team, let's find the Florence Nightingale of anxiety. And that mindset to go challenge everything is what put us on the path to discover what we discovered. So we started where everyone starts, which is that anxiety is in the mind. Mm. And, you know, they tell us anxiety is in the mind. You want to quiet the negative thoughts, um, quiet the ego. It's also just called mental health, mental mind. Mm. So we started where everybody else started. But then we very quickly said, well, based on results, is that getting it done? Is that solving anything? And we said, no. You know, modern spirituality has been around for like 2,000 years trying to quiet the mind, but they haven't solved anything. Modern therapy has been around for about 100 years. That's not solving it. So we just said, based on results, maybe it's not in the mind. Based on results, something's, they're missing something. So the second we challenged it, we realized it's not in the mind. So think about it. When you have anxiety or you're stressed, uh, there's a feeling component to it. You actually feel it in your body, right? You may 
feel a contraction in your chest, your mm. throat can close up, your heart rate can go up, That's your right. stomach can, can get that horrible ugh feeling. Mm. Mm. So to you, Cell, and to your listeners, listen to those words, okay? Uh, chest, throat, stomach, heart. Chest, throat, Does that sound like the mind to you or more like the body? It's the body, definitely. It's the body! <laughs> <laughs> Literally under our noses all this time. <laughs> Say that again? It's It's been literally under our noses all this time. It is it's very good. It is literally directly under our noses. I know. When we first saw this, we went, wait a minute. Can, that, can it be that simple? And so we tested it, and our entire program is based on its body focused. And that's the reason we're getting these incredible results is not because we're miracle workers or we're doing anything weird. We're just in the actual correct location. So I want your listeners to understand this. The reason your anxiety is still here coming back, I used to feel broken, like there was something wrong with me or I was weak. And I'm here to let you know, no, no, no. The issue is, is that people that cared got confused and confused you. And you've been in the mind and the mind is just a symptom that sometimes people say, hey, Daniel, well, my mind says all these scary thoughts. Maybe my mind scares me and then my body feels anxious second. Mm. And that's what it seems, but that's not what the mechanics show because mechanically we are wired where the body senses what the body needs to stay alive. And then the mind is a tool to get the body what it needs. For instance, if you're hungry, you feel hunger in the body first, the stomach, and then the mind senses that you're hungry and the mind figures out, hey, we better go order some takeout. Right. Or right. if you're in the jungle and you hear a sound in the jungle and you get scared, you'll feel in the body first, and then your mind will start scanning, looking for an exit strategy or a way to fight the threat. So it's body first, mind second. So what I'm going to share with you on this podcast is why your body is already anxious to begin with. It's just anxious. Then the mind senses that fear in the body, and the mind thinks there's a problem. And that's why your mind is saying, Oh my God, there's a problem. You better, better worry about this problem. Mm. So that act, overactive mind that you have, you can't shut off. You can't shut it off, not because it's the cause of your anxiety, but just that it's a symptom. Does that make sense? Does make sense. Plenty, loads so of sense. Please hear me. If you can't quiet your mind and you can't quiet your body, you don't have a problem. You don't have a disorder. There is nothing wrong with you. You were sent to the wrong location, your mind instead of your body. So you don't have an anxiety issue. You don't have an overthinking issue. You don't have a scarcity mindset issue. You have a location issue. And once you know the proper location of anxiety, you're on the way to being free of it. What do you think about that? Oh, that's a lot of information, Daniel. But to tell me and most of our listeners right now that anxiety is not in the brain, that since that has been the default for most gurus, even doctors, say that it starts in your head. Now, it does make sense that I didn't feel it in my head first. I felt it in my tummy or in my throat. So that makes loads of sense. Which brings me to the next question, Daniel. You mentioned it quite very convincingly already for me. But just to ask this question, given that you're not a traditional mental health expert, You've approached anxiety from a unique angle, and people are hearing this now with a lot of interest. What would you say to critics, I'm pretty sure there are critics, who argue that your engineering background isn't sufficient 
for tackling complex mental health issues. And I am very drawn to the phrase engineering solutions to complex problems. Tell us about that. I mean, I've heard it before. I've also just heard people say, oh, no, Daniel, it's in the mind. You know, people push back. So, of course, they push back. Why? Well, because they really believe that they've got, you know, their entire identity is is based on what they've learned and they think they're right. And they put years into investing in this narrative, in this paradigm. So for me to basically say, uh, you're in the wrong place, that's very challenging to their ego. So of course <laughs> they dismiss this and then they're going to use my credentials as a way to dismiss it. So I'm sort of used <laughs> to it. But again, when Florence Nightingale went to the experts, to the doctors early on, and she told them, hey, this is the actual cause of all these people dying, they, they did not want to hear it. They, did, they said, stay in your lane. We're the experts. You're not trained. We're doctors. So they, she went above their head, and she just, you know, she figured out a way, and she started collecting data. And once she got enough data, then she went back to the generals, and then they did a test pilot. But still, it took 20 years for her breakthrough to catch on because the experts like to be experts. So what I always say to experts is like, I get it. If you are getting results, then you could lean on your credentials and say, we're the experts. But if you're right. not getting results, then how much of an expert are you really? What you're an expert is you have, you learn some things, but I'm saying, I don't care. What do people care about? They care about results. So if you care about results more than a piece of paper, you can listen to me. If you think the experts, you want to trust an expert with a piece of paper, I can't stop you. There's plenty of people that will take your money and not, you know, give you any results. I'm here without a piece of paper, but eight years of research and testing and results. So that's what I would say. What do you think of that? Well, I love how you used Florence Nightingale as a story. I also heard about so many stories about Florence Nightingale, where when most of the time we've been taught that Florence Nightingale had this compassion, this mercy, this kind of generous, charitable heart, but very few people know that she was data-driven. And she was that kind of a nurse who would be pestering doctors into getting these data publicly available. Now, I am so excited about how you use that Florence Nightingale story because it's true. People look it up. You have to see what you don't know about Florence Nightingale. And we've seen, we are seeing and hearing parallels with Daniel Packard right now. And the reason, you know, data drives so many other things in this world. It, whether you're, uh, if you're a medical doctor, if you're a car mechanic, if you're an athlete, Generally, when we want to get results, there is a lot of measurement and results. It's just that therapy and psychology and spirituality doesn't get really great results. So they've, they just don't focus on it. There's like a, a book on this and a meditation retreat on that. I spent $100,000. I didn't get results and I didn't even see the problem. Everyone's just running around getting better, improving, but they don't focus on results. And so the reason... When I say anxiety is this, I'm not saying it because it's cute or I had a theory or I read it on an Instagram post. We tested this <laughs> because I founded the company, not to sound smart, we founded the company to get results. And because our focus was results, that's what we ended up with. 
therapists and spiritual teachers, they learn things that they find valuable, and then they share that valuable stuff onto their people, which is okay. But valuable and results are two different things. And the, the reason yeah. we get results is because that was our primary focus. That's right. People from the medical community and the mental health community, please don't hate on us. And I'm expecting some kind of information on my on my email or maybe letters from these people. And we definitely understand where you will be coming from. I'm just anticipating that. Now, I like what also, you said. That, on that point, I want to yeah. be clear. They're doing the best they can. I and know, I don't want to disparage them either. They, they learn, they care about people. They learn some things, which is what everyone's learning, and they pass it on. And it does get some improvement for management. Yes. But it's not getting results. But it's not. Now, when we first discovered this, A, we had the luxury of being on the outside looking in. Secondly, it was very tricky to go from the theory to the actual program that gets the results. A ton of research, testing, and theory, which an engineer is going to do. And so it's difficult what we pulled off. So it's not like these people don't care and they're not trying. It ain't easy. And I have empathy for them. So they're doing the best they can. And all I'm calling out is not their character. I'm just calling out that they're not getting... They're not solving anxiety, and it, wouldn't it be nice if they could? <laughs> I second that, Nando. I, I, I totally agree. And related to you, what you just said, based on the model of the, well, these communities that we mentioned inversely or uh, on the flip side, your program has a 90% success rate, which is incredible. What do you think is missing in the traditional mental, mental health approaches? that keeps them from achieving success? Well, the first is they're just in the wrong location. Hmm. That's number one. Yeah. They're just, they're they're focusing on the symptom and not the root cause. If you do that, you're not going to, you're never going to solve anything. That's part number one. Um, Part number two is most therapy, psychology, spirituality, personal development is based on some theory and some tools. Now, theory and awareness and insights and tools, if you want to manage things, is great. But what we discovered was to solve it, you really needed a system and a process with very intentional steps. Mm. For instance, um, you know, if you if there's something wrong with your body and you need to heal your body, there's a step. For instance, if you're gonna have surgery. First, there's an x-ray, then maybe there's an MRI, then they diagnose where the issue is, then there's often a procedure where first there's anesthesia first. It's anesthesia first, then surgery second, not surgery first, anesthesia second. So there's an order to things. Then once you've gone through the operation, there's a recovery and all that is very intentional. Like what they're in recovery, what do they need so that they don't relapse? Then often there's a sort of rehab process where it's bringing your system and everything is very sequential and there's very intentional steps. And when I looked at therapy, psychology, spirituality, they give you great information, great value, great tools. And they kind of say, here you go. But we found in this case, that's not enough. You need to bring your body system back to health. And that requires a system. And it took us years to figure out the specific steps and the specific sequence. That would be the first thing. The, mm. uh, 
of why they're not doing it. They're handing out tools and awareness, but usually not a process and a system. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And yeah, you've mentioned that you've chosen at uh, a pay at the end model for your program, for those that take your program, which is very unconventional. Can you share some experiences or testimonies where this has made a transformative impact on someone's life? I mean, it's, it's the reason I get up in the morning. We, the reason we only charge at the end is because I'm, I'm a, we're about results. We want you out of here. We don't want you managing and learning and exploring and this whole peeling back the layers of the onion for the rest of your life. No, like let's get you calm and happy and get you your life back. So we believe in results. And if we don't get you results, we're not going to charge you because that's not the mission of our company. The other reason we do it is what we're doing is innovative. People challenge us all the time. Is this a scam? It's too good to be true because they've been so indoctrinated with the never ending management model. And you say you can solve it, let alone in six weeks, people just like Florence Nightingale, people didn't believe her at first. So. We were so excited when we came up with this model and we thought everyone would want to do it and be free of anxiety and people were too skeptical. And so we realized that there's nothing we can do to make people fully trust us because their experience tells us it's not possible to solve it. That's what it looks like. You've had this for years. So what we do is another reason we let you pay at the end is to let you is to lower the risk so that you can be skeptical and still try this program and be happy again. I had someone just three months ago, her name was Claire from Canada. She found out about the work that we do. And I, we were telling her it's in the body and processes and systems. She said, it sounds good, but I just don't think it's going to work. Mm. And I said, I understand that. She said, and it sounds too good to be true. How, I've had this my whole life. How can you get rid of it in six weeks? And I said, I, I totally get it. You should be skeptical. And I, then I said, you just pay at the end when you get results. And she said, wait, what? And I said, yeah, you just pay it. She said, so if it doesn't work, I don't pay. I said, no. She said, so I can just try this. I said, yeah. And she said, okay, let's do it. And then she did it. And you know, six, eight weeks later, she said, Daniel, not only thank you for giving me my life back. My husband has her wife. My husband has his wife back. My kids have their mom back. I'm happier at work, but thank you for letting me pay at the end because I wouldn't have done it either. I wouldn't have done it at any, I wouldn't have done it had I had to pay up front. So fortunately we understand the pain you're in and we know to get you this innovative help that seems too good to be true. We let you pay at the end because results matter, but also this is how we help people is by making it risk-free so they can try something that'll actually be helpful. So if you're listening to this and you're skeptical, be skeptical. Don't fully believe me. Have your doubts. I get it. But wait, if you only pay at the end, you can be skeptical. If you try it and it doesn't work, you don't pay a penny. When it does work and you get your life back, that's a pretty good value proposition. That's a fantastic soundbite right there, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for that. And in addition to helping individuals, your program is also being implemented at companies and universities and even by the South African government. What challenges did you face scaling your solution to that larger audience? You know, it's a great question. People just are not used to solutions with this stuff. Hmm. And the pushback. And also, sadly, seeing people didn't care hmm. about solutions. They reached out to us for help. 
and we showed them a pilot program of what we could do. And we said, look, we're working on, we have a system that we built that's scalable and works 90% of the time in six weeks and it solves it. And they said, you know, could you just give us some tools that our teachers could teach their students? Mm. And I said, no, like that already exists. They already have that. I'm trying to solve it. And you could see, hey, they didn't really care. And, it, and some people said, is that even possible? And it broke my heart. So fortunately, people that work with us are, are innovative, open thinkers that hear what I'm saying, saying, no, a solution has to be possible. Maybe just nobody ever focused on it. So the reason, if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully 30 years from now, just like with Florence Nightingale, took 30 years for her breakthrough to catch on, but a lot of men died in the meantime. So if you're listening to this, be grateful. You're hearing something innovative ahead of time um, and take advantage of it because it's just a new way of thinking. And the reason we're able to pull it off is, again, it's a systems approach. And I want to be clear, when we say it's in the body, I want to explain the system, hmm. the system understanding so people understand not only where in the body it's coming from, but also why this is solvable. Hmm. Does that sound good? Definitely. So first we just realized, okay, it's not in the mind, it's probably in the body. But that doesn't give you a solution, mm. right? Just knowing it's in the body doesn't tell you why is it in the body, let alone how to solve it. Mm. And what I realized from being an engineer was that the body has systems. You have the respiratory system, the circulatory system, the dental system, the you know, there's all these systems in the body. And these systems have very clear mechanics of how they work and how they don't work. We have a respiratory system. If you eat too much food and you block the airway, you can yeah. choke and die. We understand that system. And that's why if you're choking, nobody says, hey, you have a negative mindset. We <laughs> understand. No one says, hey, don't focus on the cheeseburger. Focus on... Nobody talks like that. There's a system. And the airway is blocked. They do the Heimlich maneuver and you're up and running. So seeing systems in the body, if we could find the system in the body of wearing that anxiety is coming from, then mm. systems have mechanics. And if something's not working, you can bring it to working. And again, once we had that mindset shift, and I said, what system in the body is anxiety coming from? And once I just mm. asked that question, the answer was so obvious, and you're going to know what it is. So to you, Cell, and if you're listening to this, I'm going to list off a couple systems in the body. And you tell me which system in the body likely is controlling anxiety and just be clear anxiety is just really when you're really nervous if you're really yeah. really really nervous you yeah. call it anxiety so anxiety okay. is just super nervous fair fair yeah okay so sell and if you're listening to this and this is so simple it's gonna kill you what system in, in the body is responsible for feeling extra nervous is it the a circulatory system b the respiratory system or c the nervous system <laughs> it's the nervous system i have to go it's the nervous system <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> thousands of years spirituality and modern psychology for a hundred years every people are experiencing basically they're extra nervous there's a system in the body called the nervous system and instead of saying we're feeling extra nervous let's focus on the nervous system in the body they said let's go to the mind it's just it, it would be like if you brought a car into a mechanic and the engine 
had fire and flames coming out of the engine area. And the mechanic says, I think, I think your tire pressure is low. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's in the engine. It's right. So once we saw, I mean, do you see how obvious this is? Oh, so obvious. It's I'm getting aha moments right now, which brings me to the next question. You know, oh, before I ask that next question, I'm always a big believer that humor or people who are very good with their sense of humor are people who are empathic. And when I hear something funny, something lighthearted, something that will make me really chuckle and laugh or give in the belly laugh, that makes me calm. And my question is this. You were a stand-up comedian for 15 years. This is where, dear friends, you're hearing the eloquence and the sense of humor from Daniel right now. That is so fascinating. Has humor played a role in how you approach mental health solutions, perhaps in making the subject more approachable? Well, thank you for appreciating it and uh, seeing my gifts. I understand. So there's two answers. One is the way the comedy has contributed to what we've pulled off. When I was a comedian, I very quickly became pretty good at it. Um, and I learned the formula. You tell a joke, people laugh. But it was boring to me and it got boring very quickly. And I wanted to really reinvent the art form. And I saw that when you were spontaneous and improvising, you could really do something special and get more laughter with less work. And there were also things that I wanted to talk about on stage that people were very uncomfortable with. And I said, I'm going to I'm going to invent a new innovative way of doing comedy. And I use my engineering mind to look at what makes people laugh. Where do they get stuck? How can I work things around? And I spent 10 years testing and modeling new structures and behaviors of how to really take an audience on a hilarious, insightful, powerful ride. And at the end of that 10 years, this one man show I developed within two weeks, uh, of living in New York, I had the producers of the Book of Mormon and Wicked who wanted to produce my one-man show on Broadway. Oh, wow. And to put that in context, because I didn't know this, they don't put comedians on Broadway unless you're famous because you're just wow. one person. And how do you entertain 500 people? Mm. That's for a musical. But what I had invented was so incredible, that's what happened. But what was it? I was looking at a complex system and breaking it down to get much better results. And so I think that was in me already, this ability to look into something that seems complex or you can't systematize it or, or optim, optimize it. And that gave me some confidence also to figure out anxiety because same thing, complex, people that have been doing it the same way over and over again. And I had the confidence or the gall to say, I'm going to do this better. Um, but also now... People are in so much pain cell and they're losing hope and they're losing their joy. And I now see the divine narrative that part of my gift is to be here and be funny and be uplifting and to make this approachable to people that are in pain because humor does bring us together. And yeah, people do the program because they want to solve their anxiety. But some people say, I just, I just, you seem fun. I'll try it. But also, a lot of the stuff out there, therapy, psychology, spirituality, it's kind of heavy and it appeals to a certain like one to 5% of the population that's into therapy and psychology and spirituality. But most of the world isn't that. Most of the world is in pain and doesn't want to go in those dark, icky spaces. And so 
But using the humor allowed me to bring this system and program into schools. We've taught these things to kids as young as 13. And my vision is to bring these teachings and get them into kids at a much younger age. And the way we do that is that my approach is a little bit more fun, a little bit more hip, a little bit more cool. Hopefully I'm getting older, but hopefully I'm a little bit cool. And uh, so it's part of my gift is not just to have the process, but to get it to millions and millions of people. And the humor is a nice way to connect with people whom we might not normally reach with sort of normal, stale, older spirituality and psychology. Oh, amen to that. Humor is really a fantastic way to go. That's That will instantly make a person feel heavenly. And since you mentioned older, and I would say cooler, you, you let's get a bit lighter here. You mentioned peach gelato, which is ice cream for those who do not know what gelato is. And groovy dancing. You should see Daniel busting moves in his website. What role do personal joys like dancing and peach gelato and interests like these play in your overall mental well-being? That's a great question. But I would flip it back to, you know, when I had not addressed the source of fear and anxiety, which is the body. When your heart is closed from your nervous system not being healthy, you're fearful and you're anxious and you're fragile and your heart closes up, but also you have doubt and fear. So you start to pull away from the things that make you joyful and happy and purposeful. Mm. One of the most common pain points, there is a guy, John, from California. And when I was first speaking to him, you know, he said, I'm just not as happy as I used to be. I'm not doing what I love anymore. I'm not spending time with my kids. I'm not as creative because of this anxiety. And I said, I totally get it. And I had that also. And so I don't, I'm a relative, I can say this for sure. Results-based. I'm one of the more happy, consistently happy, confident people you will meet. Not because I'm enlightened, because I saw that the what was getting in the way of that was an unhealthy, scared nervous system. And I brought it back to health so that I'm more like a child. Children are confident, open-hearted, loving, and present. All the things yes. that we want to get back to, they have defaults. So I brought my system back to its original factory settings. So I'm kind of like a kid again. So I tell people what you want is joy and happiness. Don't go after joy and happiness yet. Bring your nervous system back to health so that you're consistently calm. Then you're like a kid again, and then happiness and joy are a natural symptom. I'm very joyful. I don't work on joy. I don't focus on joy. It's just it shows up automatically because the thing that gets in the way of joy has now been addressed. So to all you people who want to be happier, I get it. But take it from someone who values efficiency. Bring your nervous system back to health so you're naturally just calm and centered and your heart opens up. Once you're there, you will, that's what happened. John, after he did our program, he sent me a message and he said, I'm just happier. Yes, the anxiety is gone, but I'm happier again. Why? Because I'm spending time with my kids again. I'm getting back to work again. I'm enjoying life again, joy, because the anxiety is gone. So I don't focus on happiness. I am happy because I focused on my nervous system. And that's what I want your listeners to do. Oh, um, Two years for the podcast, we haven't heard, as far as I can remember, we haven't heard this kind of system of approaching finding calm. And this is one great opportunity for us listeners, dear friends, 
to listen to this again. I think this is worth listening to several times. And unfortunately, my time with Daniel is limited. He's a very busy man, and I will definitely pester him for another interview or another chat. Hopefully, he gets to visit the Philippines very soon. But on to towards the end of our chat, I would like to ask you this, Daniel. For listeners who are intrigued by everything you've shared today and may be struggling with anxiety themselves, what's the one thing, one thing you would recommend they do right after listening to this episode to take the first step towards permanent relief? Well, that's ultimately what we want. Uh, I hope I've shared some valuable information that's oh, made definitely. you think. But I, I say this with love. Knowledge is really overrated. If you don't have a solution, sure, knowledge is a great backup. The more you know, the more resourceful you feel. But I feel like we've gotten pulled in. I spent 10 years gaining knowledge and information and theory. It didn't, it didn't lead to results. So I've shared with you some knowledge and theory. It's great. But I... I invite you not to just stop here and think, oh, that's right. Whoa, in the body. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, that's so cool. That doesn't make your life better. Um, what makes your life better is that we took this theory and then we built it into a program and a system that brings your nervous system back to health. And the reason that's possible is that what you're experiencing right now is that anxiety, well, anxiety is in your nervous system. And all systems are very simple. If you take care of a system, you do the basics, the hygiene, your body takes care of itself. If you brush and floss, your teeth are pretty good. If you get enough sleep, you feel pretty good. If you drink enough water, eat your veggies, your system runs fine if you do the fundamental basics every day. If you don't do the fundamental basics, any system in the body What's going to happen? What's going to happen is that system will go into a state of disrepair and then that system will become fragile. Mm. So basically, what we discovered is the nervous system is just another system in the body and people were never taught how to take basic daily care of their nervous system. In fact, we're taught really bad habits. Get over it. Don't take it personally. I'll give you something to cry about. Oh, boy. Boys don't cry. Also, people treated us really poorly. So we were taught that our nervous system and our experience wasn't important. So we've learned very bad habits. And over time, keyword, over time, your nervous system has become basically kind of infected. It's, it's inflamed and fragile. And that's why when life pushes on you, instead of just feeling a little bit of stress, you feel pain because that's what happens on a fragile system. Life pushes on it instead of just pressure, you feel pain. So that's why the system works. Basically, if you're listening to this, you don't have anxiety. You have a fragile nervous system because nobody ever taught you how to take care of it. And over time, it has become metaphorically infected and you're feeling pain instead of just pressure. So that's the bad news. But Cell, and if you're listening to this, if what you're experiencing right now is just a symptom of you not being taught how to take daily care of your nervous system, and now it's fragile, the bad news is you're feeling all this pain. But if we want to solve this quickly, why is that actually good news? It's good news because I get the knowledge and the consciousness that's clear to me before. And you mentioned that people didn't treat us the way we ought to be treated. This is fantastic information. And a lot more questions are popping up in my head, and I'm sure there should be another session with you, Daniel, and I hope you will consider that. Thank you. So 
The reason it's super good news is because if the issue is we didn't know how to take care of our nervous system is creating all the problems, it's now solvable. Yeah, it, it, it's not complex. This isn't some big thing. You, you don't have anxiety. Solvable. You weren't taught yes. how to take care of your nervous system, and now it's fragile. But so this leads up to the next choice. So the program that we did in, spent eight years developing is called Nervous System Reset. And over six weeks, what you do is you're basically taught the steps, the sequence in a certain order to basically bring your nervous system back to health. Just like if you didn't brush and floss yeah. for years and your teeth were infected, you go to the dentist, they clean out the tooth, they pack it full of, of something, and then they cover it up. They bring it back to health, and then they tell you to brush and floss. So over six weeks, you're going to learn how to bring your nervous system back to health, and then the daily habit of, of the brushing and flossing of how to keep it healthy for the rest of your life. So that's the special sauce. How do you bring your nervous system back to health? And if people want to know about that, again, if you just want to keep working on your anxiety and learning about it, don't reach out to me. But if you're listening to this and you just want this gone, you want to be happy and present and just get back to being li living and being more consistently joyful. If you're interested in that, then you reach out to me at danielpackard.com slash call. That's Daniel Packard, my name, danielpackard.com slash call to book a free consultation. And on that consultation, I'm going to learn more about you. You can ask questions about the program and we'll see if it's a good fit for you, our program, Nervous System Reset. There's no high-pressure sale. We're here to make you calm, not freak you out. If it doesn't feel like it's a good fit, that's fine. But if you say yes and you want to do our program, then you could be feeling better a week from now. How does that, that sound? That sounds fantastic. And everyone, please don't stop just listening to this podcast when you press next on your podcast player. I think what's next is you ought to be taking the pen or the keyboard to make sure that you get in touch with Daniel and everything, all these details will be placed on the episode notes of this episode. Daniel, Daniel Packard, thank you very much. This time with you, barely an hour, almost an hour, feels like 10 minutes. And I want to have more conversations with you. I know there are fellow podcasters who will listen to this, will pester me and ask for your details. And I will gladly give them away, of course, only to those good podcasters who will benefit from this. Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Packard, get in touch with him right now. And because of this, thank you for staying with us here today and listening to this and learning from Daniel Packard. May you be calm, may you be at ease, and may peace be with you. What an enriching conversation we've had today with Daniel Packard. Mind-blowing, isn't it? If you are as captivated by Daniel's work as we are, you can discover more about his revolutionary nervous system reset program on his website, danielpackard.com. More details about Daniel can be seen on this episode's show notes. And remember the best part? You only pay at the end, once you've seen the results for yourself. Keep on grooving, just like Daniel does on the dance floor, and find your daily calm. Until next time, take good care of yourselves. May you be calm, may you be at ease, and may peace be with you.
know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.